Welcome to Tip of the Spear, powered by U Mortgage. This podcast is all about uncovering the truth behind VA loans for our nation's military service members and for veterans by VA loan experts themselves. I'm your host, Dave Higgins, the Senior Learning Specialist here at U Mortgage and a veteran myself, having served six years with the U.S. Army. Join me every Wednesday and Saturday to learn from mortgage loan originators who specialize in veteran loans about how you can maximize your military benefits and make your dreams of home ownership become a reality. Welcome to Tip of the Spear, a podcast with mortgage loan officers who are on a mission to advocate for veterans and for our active duty service members out there and really just protect them from some predatory mortgage lending practices. I'm your host, Dave Higgins, here today again with Arthur Bryson from the great state of Arizona, who's going to be talking with me a little bit about how to navigate getting a VA mortgage loan while you're on an active duty overseas deployment. Arthur, Hello, my friend, everybody. it is good to have you here. How are we feeling today, my friend? Man, it's it's just a pleasure to be here. You know, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm usually always happy and cheerful because I, I woke up, I'm here. You know, that's, that's 90% of the battle, right? <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah. What, what, what's the percent? Yeah, 90% of life is just showing up, right? So just getting up mm-hmm. every day, that's, that's a big it. deal. That's <laughs> it. All right. Well, well, today, you know, as a, as a former, uh, Marine, remind us again, Marine, Navy, Navy. Navy that's right. As, as a former Navy guy, you know, you've done some active duty deployments, I assume. Yes. Sir. All right. All right. So this is a topic that I'm assuming is kind of near and dear to your heart. I know all these topics are, but this one, especially, right? Because you've been on deployment. So we want to we want to help out our our active duty service members that are out there figuring out how exactly they could or should go about getting a house while they're on deployment. And one of the biggest things that's going to come up, and almost everybody who deploys knows this because it's such a big deal, is that your military pay is tax free while you're on deployment. So can you walk us through how that tax free military pay would play into a VA loan? Well, sure. I mean, and. Just to, to get a really clear understanding, this is all going to come down to an underwriter's interpretation of the pay. And, you know, not everyone is flexible. But um, so let's say if you have the additional like the the BAH uh, pay, which is um, that comes with uh, when you do deploy basic allowances, basically housing allowance uh, income, that income is all. <laughs> The income is tax free. I mean, there's it's non-taxable income um, and you can gross it up kind of like, uh, let's say, disability income. You, you can gross it up if you have to use it. In most cases, many times we don't. But if it comes into a situation where you're right up against the debt to income uh, right at that wall, you can. However, when you gross it up 125 percent, you have to remember that the requirement for that residual also has to, uh, we have to increase that 120% as well. So there's a bit of a trade-off. However, uh, I, I digress a little bit there. Um, when you're when you're deployed and you want to purchase a house, you can do this whether you have a spouse or whether you're single. So um, the myth 
a common myth is, oh, you know, you have to be married, your spouse has, someone has to occupy the property within a certain time period. But here's the deal. When you go uh, TAD or you have temporary orders on a deployment, uh, usually you're going back to that same duty station from which you came. Or while you're on a deployment, let's say if you have deployed, sometimes you'll, you know, or many times you'll get orders uh, back to or to a new duty station. So you'll know where you're going. Even if you go back to that same place, you are sometimes you'll have orders already to go to another duty station. Uh, that being the case, you know, you have that documentation, even if you're deployed. And so, you know, say overseas or, you know, somewhere in the sandbox, whatever, um, you can purchase house. And let's say if you're single, as long as it is clear this is where you're going and you want to purchase a house there. Yeah, you can do that. Um, it may take some power of attorneys, whether it be a general or a specific power of attorney uh, from someone who can handle your affairs. Um, or if you are married and your spouse, of course, is, is not, uh, you know, is not there as well. But the spouse can, on your behalf, uh, move and occupy that property, even if you if you have dependents. So let's say um, someone who's single serving has children, okay, and they want to purchase a home where those children have been or where maybe you're going, maybe mom or, you know, brother or somebody is in care of those children um, and you want to buy a house where they are, you can do that. And it is considered owner-occupied because it's for your dependents. It's directly for your dependents. So uh, you most likely you will still need to have some sort of a power of attorney in place so that way someone can sign documents on your behalf in that situation I, it would need to be a specific power of attorney uh, that should be done if that's something you're thinking about it should be done before you deploy um, otherwise you would need to have a general power of attorney for someone um, left with someone who is responsible who can handle those affairs for you Okay. Okay. So that makes, that makes a lot of sense then. So well, you kind of mentioned two different powers of attorney there, right? So there's a specific one, which yeah. I assume means that I could make a power of attorney or get a power of attorney just for helping me sign my documents for my house. But I could also do a general one, which would kind of be, they could take care of anything on my behalf. Is that right? Yeah. The, see, the general power of attorney is one where, um, let's say someone's going to sign, let's say on the sales contract, mm -hmm. uh, the loan, um, uh, the 1003 form, and uh, so they'll be able to basically get a particular property, and this is something that is has been expressed, and you've already expressed this in writing beforehand. Okay, a specific power of attorney, um, you know, it's going to be very, very clear. It's going to have a very short window to it, and it's one that it basically has a clear intention on exactly what you're doing. And I'm just going to read all because I have notes here. It has to have the entitlement, has to have the purpose, um, you know, it has to identify the, you know, the property, uh, the price and term and the specific occupancy. So it is very, very clear. So that way, when the transaction is completed, you know, that specific file of attorney is over. I see. I got you there. OK. All right. So so as an active service member who's overseas deployed, whatever it is, and I, I need to get a power of attorney for a brother, a sister, my spouse, whatever it is uh, to do that. How would I even start? How would I even figure that out? Where, where do I go? Well, usually before someone goes on employment, um, they would need to, you can go to the JAG, 
of course, or go to, um, I would say, an attorney or or someone, some legal representation. Okay. It's best in that situation, at my and again, I'm not an attorney, but doing a general power of attorney with someone who is trustworthy, okay? Not the girlfriend or boyfriend you just met two weeks ago. That is... I was going to say, we should probably emphasize trustworthy. Trustworthy. Sure. Trustworthy, okay. yes. Yeah. Trustworthy. <laughs> All right, yeah. and, and if there's no one trustworthy, then you might have to skip buying the house, you know? Yep. There's okay. no that can, um, but yeah, I want to very, you know, be very specific in that. Um, but the general power of attorney is one that is, I believe it is a good coverall and it's usually will only last for, you know, let's say a, a year. Um, so let's say a military power of attorney is considered a general power of attorney okay. and that's just for service members. So it, it will last during the, the course of the deployment. It won't go over a year. So if you're thinking about buying before you deploy, these are things that need to be considered. It's really, I think it's more difficult to do one when you're deployed than, than not. I didn't have to when I deployed because I, because I was single and at the time, you know, I was young, I wasn't thinking about buying a house. Um, but I have helped uh, other service members, my brothers and sisters in arms navigate this and plan this prior to and I have, uh, you know, I have mentioned to do the general, okay. the general or the military power of attorney for someone that is trustworthy. Okay. All right. Yeah. So best place to start. Cause that, you know, that's just, that's just one additional stress that you don't need to go through on deployment. Like let's, I mean, let's be honest, <laughs> you know, like you don't want to, I don't want to deal with, I was also single you know, I was in it as well and, and did my deployments and I can't imagine adding the additional stress of trying to figure out having a, I was just single, but having a spouse and trying to take care of kids and get them into a home. And, you know, like I can't even imagine. So, um, but it sounds like the best place to start if you are in that position is, is JAG, right? They can, they can help you walk through it, figure out what exactly you're going to need. Or like you said, prepare it ahead of time. If you even think that that could be a possibility. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So, so one of the other things I wanted to, uh, to back up to was, was, I've heard this term a couple of times. You talk about like grossing up your 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 military pay or your your active, right. Right, your deployment pay. Do you mind going into, go over that a little bit more, just so our, our you know our listeners and our watchers can kind of understand how that works with that tax free military pay? Well, I mean, it's to me it it's pretty simple. You have to remember. So, BAH. If someone hasn't doesn't know what that is, that's just a, a basic allowance for housing. Okay? Right. Um, and it's going to be determined by the duty station, you know, whatever your duty station is. So let's say if you're purchasing a house in, uh, let's say if you're doing a cross country uh, move and you're purchasing a house in, in uh, let's say Georgia, right? Okay. But you're coming from California. So think about it like this. California is going to have is a higher cost of living, right? You're not going to be able to qualify using the California pay if you're going to Georgia. It has to be based on the the uh, the amount that George that is you know, allotted for Georgia or that that county that base where you're going. You cannot qualify for with using California because we know that you know that's a lot. You know, so if you're going from San Diego, you know. <laughs> Yeah, BAH, there's going to be a lot more than it is in Georgia. Right, <laughs> makes right, sense. Right. Makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. So 
let's say if you're trying to, but you might need to gross up this one, one injured. You might need to gross it up a little bit. One of the things you're, you are going to also have to uh, qualify with is an increased residual income. You're going to have to have 120% of whatever you would normally have to have for residual income qualifications. It's like a trade-off. If you gross up the fixed income or the non-taxable income, you got to gross up the requirement for the residual income. But okay. if you um, use yeah. the base, you can go off the base residual income. Whatever it is that's required for the state and area, you can go off of that. All right, I got you. So l- let me paint a little bit of a scenario there for you, because because I'm because I'm curious. And again, I was a single guy, so I don't I have no idea here. When I was in, uh, you know, when I was overseas on a deployment, if I was married at the time, right, like you know, I'm making that tax free overseas money, whatever you want to call that, right? The military pay there. How does that, if you know, let's say I'm there for a year, how does that additional tax free? Because I'm getting more than what I would be if I was at Fort Benning, Georgia, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. How does that that tax money, that additional money, get factored into qualifying on my income that's coming in there, right? Because as soon as I come back from the deployment, I'm not going to have that additional quote unquote income anymore because it's no longer tax free. So how would they, how would they, how would an underwriter, the person who's looking at it and assessing the risk on my file, if they think I can afford the house, how would they kind of look at that to figure out whether they're going to say, yes, we're going to take your money and the taxes or no, we're going to take just the money you would make after taxes. How do they know that you're not going to get it after you get back? Ask the question. Okay. Because if you're married, a lot of times you Uh may already live off base. Okay. If you're single, and you're getting some sort of, you know, BAH, then yeah, they can question that. But if you're married and mm-hmm. you live off base, a lot of times you're going to get that, that basic housing allowance. Um, so it's oh, not going yeah. away. Now, when they do the income qualification uh, on the income analysis, and a lot of times they want to take out, you know, the, the you have to have the, there's a the certain, um, uh, there's a certain amount that they take out. They calculate for like taxes, insurance, you know, federal taxes and whatnot, state taxes, yep. employment tax, all that stuff. Um, again, you have to remember it's it's non-taxable. You're getting all of that. That's not being taxed. And, and that BAQ or BAH is not. A lot of times, it's not taxed. Period. It's non-taxable income. It's not taxed. So it's not taxed whether you huh. deployed or, or whether you're here. It's not taxed. It's I just additional. Yeah. Interesting. I should have been married when I went to the service. Dang, wish I'd known well, that. The guideline, right. I mean, you know, is very clear, um, you know, in the guidelines. However, you do have that underwriter. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to be very clear and disclose underwriters are people. And if you don't have the guideline in front of you, like this, this is something that I have pulled up all the time. Um, I, I try to be as ready as possible to answer any any VA questions uh, when I have clients, realtors, uh, even peers, you know, have that. I, I like to have mine pulled up all the time so I can you know, just do a quick search. Well, yeah, it says, Lender must verify the amount of BAH uh, the veteran will receive. The military quarters and ver- um, variable housing allowances are not taxable income. Okay. I'm with you now. That makes a lot more sense now. Very, very. So, if an underwriter challenges it and say, "Well, you didn't, you know, we we had to take taxes out of all this," and you just snapshot that bad boy, <laughs> boom, <laughs> and you can fight that one, fight that battle, you know. 
Well, that is something that we have talked about a lot, right? Is make sure that you work it with somebody who knows these guidelines, right? And knows how to find that information because it's it can get a little tricky sometimes. It can get a little tricky. So you got to make sure you're working with a professional like yourself, like many of the people that we've had on here to uh, to make sure that they know where to look and how to uh, how to combat that. If when underwriters are people and they make mistakes, they know how to uh, turn around and say, actually, I think you're incorrect on that one. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> and and you know the the other factor in the uh, in the deployment is understanding occupancy. Now, understand this: if you are, let's say, you're deployed, right? Okay. And you all of a sudden, let's say, you're deployed out of uh, Fort Benning, right? All right. And you want to buy a house in Kentucky. That's not going to work because that's occupancy. First of all, let's figure this out here. Okay. All right. If you are, if you're getting out, that's not going to work because you have to have so much time left on your enlistment. Um, so, and if you don't have orders going to Kentucky, if you don't have family, don't have children, spouse doesn't live there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's be very, very clear. There is an occupancy requirement when buying a house and you're deployed. It has to make sense beyond a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, geographically, it has to make sense. Right. Yeah, hey, this can't <laughs> be in theory. This can't be. Oh, this is an idea, or because you want to take advantage of the market in a certain area. I see. It has All to right. make sense. <laughs> All right. Another, yeah, another another example of uh, of again being very very careful about who you pick to work with, right? Because they got to yes. know this type of stuff. So that's a good little uh, little pro tip as well. So uh, yeah, don't try to buy a house at uh, Fort Campbell. If you are uh, deployed out of Fort Benning, it probably ain't going to work for you. Not going to work. So. Mm. <laughs> All right. You drift. You drift. <laughs> All right. Well, well Arthur, uh, I really, really appreciate it. As always, man, uh, uh, linking up with you today and chatting about this stuff a little bit more. Where can our folks out there find you on uh, social media or email if they want to reach out to you and ask some more questions about VA loans? Um, I mean, you can always reach me here in Arizona, 480-650-6697 is my direct sale. Awesome. A Bryson at umortgage.com, facebook.com backslash mortgage mythbuster. And of course, you know, I'll figure some other stuff out. I'm, I'll, I'll get some more at social media stuff going. So I'll be more <laughs> visible. But yeah, I'm easy to find. I'm, I'm really easy to find. Mortgage Mythbuster is definitely when I want easy. We don't remember. When you want to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I hear that. I heard that. I heard that. All right. Well, well thanks again, Arthur. I really appreciate you, you, you chatting with us today and, and looking forward to having you back again on another episode of Tip of the Spear. Hey, man. It definitely is a pleasure and an honor, Dave. I really appreciate it. Um, thank you. Have a good Absolutely. one, buddy. You too, man.